Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast. It's called Incorporation Doctrine 88. We like to discuss civil rights, social justice, and a little bit of football. Uh, please join us. Thank you so much. How are you doing, guys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, welcome to Incorporation Doctrine 88. This is my podcast. Um, I'm getting new members every day. I want to appreciate that, new subscribers. Um, I really want you to know that I really appreciate it, guys. We're having some good content. Uh, I'm getting my people over from TikTok. You know, I have a TikTok uh, incorporation doctrine in 88 as well. <laughs> you know, speaking of TikTok, man, they're so – here's why I'm leaving that. And they're so ridiculous. They don't have any kind of consistent, consistency on what their uh, policies and procedures are, whatever, what, what, what you do to get banned from them. They, get you for the, they ban you for the weakest stuff, you know. I'm not just pooping on their platform. It's just ridiculous, you know. They take 7% of the profit. It's, it's horrific, guys. You know, I've had 14 million views over on that – 14 million views on that site. They've paid me less than $500. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I won't, I'm, I'm out of there. Um, not that money's the object, but that's just they're making 14 million views, guys. 500 bucks. Come on. Really? It's ridiculous. So um, this is a platform that I want to be on. I think this is a big, big potential. We're gonna, I was doing a little bit of uh, <coughs> socializing today, network marketing, and um, – I uh, met some pretty good cool people. Uh, a guy named Chad, man, he's a really cool dude from out of Florida. He has a um, podcast where he does uh, talks about, um, you know, matter of fact, let me get that. He talks about he has a he's a he's an author and he does uh, fantasy books. And him and I had a really good conversation today. You know, he's a grad at the University of Georgia, but the grad school. I mean, not Georgia, Florida. Sorry, bro. He's at the University of Florida, and uh, we just had some really good conversation, man. He's got a lot more to uh, a lot more experience in this than I do. And um, and he was just a really really cool. His name is Chase. I'm sorry, Chase. And so Chase was uh, helping me out a lot. Just you know, give me some advice and such. And um, yeah, he looks pretty good, dude. So anyway, back to TikTok and their lack of uh, payment. I would just suggest if you guys are doing, um, you're feeding a monster that's not feeding you back. You know, it's like why? <laughs> why are you continuing putting content over there when they're paying you less than pennies on the dollar? Fourteen million views. Fourteen million views, guys. No, but probably let's see five there. Maybe less than less than eight hundred dollars. <laughs> Fourteen million views, eight hundred bucks. <laughs> They're paying about twenty dollars per million. They pay about twenty bucks per million. That's pathetic, ridiculous. And then they have the nerve to be picking who they allow to go on. And not that I always play the race card, but a lot of black contents or a lot of black <coughs> content creators over there are getting booted off for for ridiculous for ridiculous reasons. And so. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm pretty much done with them. You know, I'm, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and I'm thankful for the 67,000 followers I have over there. But, uh, I mean, come on. This is, it's just highway robbery. It's highway robbery. And then they're so picky and political. It's just ridiculous, man. This is such a, a better platform. Thank you to, uh, to Podcastle and to Acast.com, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google Chrome, um, Samsung, um, also iHeartRadio. You know, all these guys have me on their platform. I'm, I'm thankful for them. Thank you very much. Like I said, I'm growing people every day, man. I hope you guys to uh, please subscribe. And if you're having issues subscribing, ladies and gentlemen, please let me know. My email is on my website. Give me a shout. Let me know. But uh, if you guys uh, feel the need to, if you would, please subscribe. It's five bucks a month. I think you guys can script it up for me. Pretty, pretty pleased with the cherry on top. <laughs> okay, so let's get to the nitty gritty again real quick. The disappointment never ceases. You know, I have... Uh, I have uh, Reach out to a lot of people. I have a lot of people reach out to me, um, which I think is a blessing. This is this is my passion, guys and gals. This is not what I do or what I know. This is 
I don't, as my friend Richard Jenkins, uh, Supreme Decisions over on YouTube, this guy's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, I highly suggest you uh, look him up. He's got case law knowledge out the wazoo. And he's the one that got me on the path of learning Supreme Court case laws because and how to find them and their, and their, their significance. Also, a gentleman named Gary Bledsoe, huge, huge, huge influence in my life. Um, as far as the law, the application law goes, <laughs> he's the uh, president of the Texas chapter of the NAACP. He's been an activist, an activist for a very long time. He like, makes himself accessible, and I know his, his, the demands for his time are, are, are I can't even imagine, because I know people are demanding my time, and I'm nowhere near his status. So, <clears throat> big shout, shout out to Gary Bledsoe. And so, uh, Sean Kegel, my buddy James Smith, this is the supporter. You know, my, saw my kids today. That kind of puts me back to perspective. I saw all my kids and my grandchildren today, which reminds me why, I, why I'm doing what I'm doing now, <clears throat> just to kind of um, create justice or not create justice, but make sure justice is there for when they grow up. You know, um, I've, I was just thinking about looking at, you know, they're all boys, you know? And so they're, well, except for my, my of course my daughter's not a girl, my daughter's not a boy, but you know, I have <clears throat> three boys, a little darling, awesome girl, and I have three grandsons. And so, um, it's, um, you know, it's men. We need to make men. We need to make them the men or let, let them know exactly what to kind of expect. Not being sexist, but you know, or racist, but you know, being a black man and any kind of law enforcement surrounding is is inherently dangerous, guys. This is not just something that you know uh, the, the whole somebody said the victim mentality, which really pissed me off. It's so stupid. You know, some blonde haired, blue eyed, preppy kid from SMU is talking about the victim mentality of being black. Isn't the hell? What the hell he's talking about? Number one, Get the fuck out of here. But um, it doesn't matter. You know, it crosses all social and economic backgrounds in the black community. It's an, it's an inherent fear. It's an actual medical condition. High blood pressure tension because the, <laughs> the penalty for a black black person who gets committed, who commits the same crime as a white person is five to one. You know, white kid gets one year, we get five for the same exact crime. We're 67% more likely to get arrested during a traffic stop. Not because it's a crime occurred, because a stupid-ass cop felt his ego was bruised. And so this is this is tangible. This is you can look up for the Department of Justice. There are stats that come out about it every day, all day. Denton County is one of the worst in the nation. They're cowards. There are they're they're, they're cowards. Just um, Jesse Davis is the district attorney over there. He's a coward, little little weasel, little weasel with glasses, little punk, um, who got got caught lying. Uh, Sherry Shipman is a crook. She's a judge. To call her judges is an insult to judges. She's a crook of all of the highest order. <clears throat> she's condescending and rude and crude, and that's not just racist with her. She's just a bitch, and so she'll be taken down of her high pedal really soon because she's lost that reality that she thinks she is the law, not the administrator of it. She's a fucking secretary. Um, you know, uh, the uh, sheriff out there is a punk. So is one in Collin County. You know, they're punks. <clears throat> and so, if, you know, the ones I was locked up in there. You know, rating this, I was a pre-trial detainee 14 months in Collin, Denton County. And, you know, Dallas is kind of hardcore. Dallas County is hard because I, I was in all three of them that 14 months. Dallas County reminded me when I was in prison. It's pretty rough, you know, but at least there's kind of a discipline thing there, a little respect from the guards because the area that I was in, they had me in the aggravated side. And the guards, <laughs> they don't mess with the inmates too much. Well, inmates, the detainees pretty much on that side because some of these guys are, most of, most of us have been to prison and, uh, those guards get beat up. So it's just, they just respect to leave us alone. And so, but on the other side, like with the people who get traffic tickets and get arrested and stuff, those guards are their dickheads because they know they can, they can get away with it. They don't pull that shit on the sides of the guys who have been down or aggravated sites and you know, they get their ass whooped. So anyways, 
the back to the never ending, the disappointment never ceases. And, you know, I get, like I said, I have contact with a lot of folks that are needing help, not just mine, but help altogether. And so, and I contact various law enforcement agencies, you know, just kind of fishing or asking for information. And I'm telling you guys, it blows my mind, man. I would say seven out of 10 are just complete assholes for no reason. Starting with the person who answers the phone, like those assholes in Frisco, Texas. They're the worst, guys. You know, they, they're the stupid ass cops assaulted me two years ago. To this day, they still won't let me report it. They won't let me report it. They're so stupid. They think that I can't reach out and touch them, okay? They flat out refuse. They'll send me to a uh, some Sergeant Scahill who I have yet to talk to in almost two years. He doesn't exist. They send me to his voicemail. It's an obsession of justice, deprivation of rights, and the color of law. <clears throat> they don't seem to care, especially their dispatchers. They're rude and arrogant, and they laugh. <laughs> we'll see who gets to laugh, laugh at that. Same with da- Denton County uh, Sheriff's Department's dispatch people. They're fucking dispatchers, guys. T. Cole, $18,000 a year. They think they're gods. Well, they'll find out better. The uh, the uh, Sheriff's Department in Denton County, eh, 60% of them are assholes. And so Collin County, 100% of them are assholes. They're 100% assholes. I was in Collin County. It was just right towards the end of this little four ten month episode. I was in Collin County's uh, correctional facility, or little, their little jail. Who think it's a prison. It's stupid. Um, and so, uh, this gentleman was getting removed. They were like, they removed, like they'll come six, they'll, they'll come six and seven deep and just kind of grab you and throw you out. And they don't realize that, you know, pre-child detainees can be punished for any reason. And they don't, they don't, they believe they, they, they believe they can. I mean, I've been called there and talking about it. Well, you're in jail, weren't you? Yeah. Well, so I've been, been found guilty of crime, which the fact of being incarcerated without adjudication of guilt is, is unreasonable seizure and is illegal, by the way, it is forbidden. That's going to be Belby Wolfish, Kingsley B. Hendrickson, Manuel versus City Joliet. You can do Austin B. U.S. It's forbidden. You know, how are you going to punish it? I want you to tell me how you can punish an innocent person. As a matter of fact, when my previous podcast, I asked this lieutenant that, he wouldn't answer me. Crickets. You know, crickets. How do you punish this person? Uh, then, they get, then they get mad when you ask them about uh, police officers I've run into. Uh, 80% of 90% of those guys get mad when you ask them about actual law. You know why? Because they don't fucking know it. Right. And so they get pissed off and, oh, you know, you're just I'm not here to argue law about you. Well, you're a law enforcement officer. What the fuck else can you argue about? You know, and uh, and then, you know, try to be nice. If they get arrogant, be, you know, that's got to remind them, you know, that uh, some of us actually know the law more about it than they do. And uh, and it's just it's just I mean, I've had I've run to the same in Mississippi and in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, Los Angeles, California. Here in Dallas, Texas, El Paso, Texas, it's consistently, it's a consistent thing of them being arrogant assholes for no reason. You know, um, they forget their public servants. And it starts, you know, at the top, Little Elm. Rodney Harrison is a crook. He is, his whole staff, I mean, those guys are doing, they're, they have RICO violations. Those are, that's organized crime if there was, guys and gals. Little Elm is horrific. Horrific! Their police brutality, their lack of their lack of following the law. They don't. They think they don't. They don't care. You know, those those cops kicked my ass for me filming them, which is protected by the First Amendment. You know, First Amendment protected activity. I let them know that. Yeah, the, Rodney, their chief, Rodney Harrison, the prick, told me that uh, I deserved it in a letter. Fucking idiot! So arrogant he is. And so yeah, he'll uh, he'll be reminded of that as well. Jesse Davis, you know, Paul Johnson, Sherry Shipman, Robin Ramsey, you know, Ivan Lara. Jay, uh, Jay Compton, uh, Jake Bartlett, and call me my name, the fucking idiot. Uh, you know, uh, Stony Ward, that whole little police department is a bunch of crooks who don't follow the law at all. 
they need to be, they need to be, they need to be dissolved. <laughs> that corporation, the little, little, little <clears throat> town, the town, of little, little corporation needs to be dissolved. And I'm going to have a little part of that because you know why they have a dozen Brad street number, which means they're in for profit. They're a business and their business charter says they cannot do anything republic of the constitution. No, I know that because I do. I looked it up. So little Elm, Texas corporation, Town, the, name, the name of the corporation is the town of Little Elm, and they did $114 million last year in sales, okay? Dungeon Bradstreet is a website. Or it's, a, it's a company, a corporation, ladies and gentlemen, that kind of uh, gives you their, the um, certain counties and the um, businesses. Uh, the Dungeon Bradstreet number, they can't do business without it. It's kind of like getting an EIN, uh, employee identification number. That's how the municipalities and the uh, law enforcement agencies and such get federal funding. Without that Duns and Bradstreet number, they won't get it. And so there's another term they use now. There's another corp, there's another government-ran site that does it, but mostly it's this Duns and Bradstreet. And they're real smoke and mirrors about it too and how to attain these um, these numbers. But, you know, I, I I don't quit. I do my due diligence and I found them out, you know. State of Texas, Duns and Bradstreet number. You ready? The state of Texas, guys and girls, is a corporation as is, as is every – Every state in the United States, the United States is as well. <clears throat> Whatever state you live in, it's a corporation. I, I encourage you to look up the Dungeon Bradstreet number. So is a city. So the word city itself is a, is a corporation. City, town, as I said in my first podcast, city, town, county, citizen, person, uh, individual, uh, you know, custodial pair, non-custodial. They're, you know, they're, those, are, those are state actors, avatars. They have no, they have no uh, existence or authority in the natural world. And so, you know, City of Dallas, Dungeon Bradstreet, 04463 4483. Yeah, they did uh, their business last year, $2 billion, billion, $67,415,000. Where do you think that money comes from? Traffic tickets, impounding cars, and then, and then auctioning them off without the adjudication of guilt, which is a trespass of the takings clause of the Fifth Amendment. You know, nobody, nobody pursues it. I can't believe only, only 5% of us go back to these guys. It has to, that has to change, ladies and gentlemen. I think it is changing because, you know, I have a YouTube channel. I don't necessarily do cop watching, but I hold them accountable. And there are more channels popping up every day running across the same shit. You know, these cops, these eagles, their eagles get in the way. Their eagles is amazing. I mean, I saw this gentleman get arrested in San Diego, San Diego County. I saw the video today. The dude's car broke down. In the middle of nowhere. He's in the boonies, guys. He couldn't even, there wasn't even a house to see around. Sheriff comes by, didn't offer him help, okay? Just kind of said, hey, what are you doing here? Blah, blah, blah. Demanded his ID. The guy went to show his ID and they arrested the man. For the, being the middle, in the middle of nowhere, his car broke down. They arrested him. And then they sold his car. I mean, his cars that got impounded. He didn't have the money to get it out. Now he can't get to work, you know, because this stupid ass sheriff's ego. His, and his partner, too. They roughed him up. Another young kid, a little black kid I saw, man, 18 years old at Morehouse College, <laughs> got beat up by uh, by um, a secu- by the uh, campus security. I saw him on the Richie show, got Richie show. And so, you know, he was just telling, he was backing away from the guys. And this cop, they bumped him they, they chased him down and beat him up, basically. Some of these law enforcement guys are out of control, ladies and gentlemen. The, the uh, psychological profiles are failing. Whatever standard they're trying to apply is failing. They are... There's, there's guys out there are, that are actually, they're dangerous. This is not just me bitching because I got my ass kicked. No, these people are, are dangerous. There's some killers that are out there. <laughs> they don't deserve to have a gun. And so, I mean, the they need to be looked at with strict scrutiny because there are serious people out there that are dangerous. There's a cop in Little Elm Police Department who's schizophrenic. <laughs> they don't know that. I know that. 
Now you all know that I know. He's a schizophrenic. I got proof. <laughs> you know, not no good to the American Disabilities Act. You think he needs to have a gun? You know? And so the uh, Drake Bartlett, the punk who uh, pointed a taser at me, if you've ever seen my video, he uh, had gotten fired from the Louisville Police Department, which is five minutes from Little Elm. Yeah, I guess what happens? Little Elm just turned around and hired him. Yeah, he got fired from Little Louisville for police brutality, but they don't care. They just hop over to another county and got hired. He's the one that, you know, beat me. He's part of the people that beat me up. You know, put me in a headlock. That's deadly force for no reason. Then they lied, guys and gals. They lied in the police report. You know, they didn't plan on me getting their body camera footage. I have it unredacted from five minutes before I even got there. And they had this, <clears throat> they had people pulled over and said for the scent of marijuana, which is not probable cause or reasonable suspicion, by the way. But Officer Scott decided to take it by himself to, uh, to, uh, to detain this guy only because he said, I heard him because I have the, the body camera footage. It was a white guy and a white girl and a black guy. They're all teenagers, right? And so the, uh, I know what pissed them off is that the black guy was driving the white girl's car because it was in her name. And so there was two cars at, at this park by my, where I used to live in Littlewell. And there was a red car and there was a car behind. <coughs> they pull off. They pull up behind the cops do. The red car pulls off. The stupid rookie, I can't remember his name, and who was being trained by Officer Scott, who's a horrific fucking cop. This nervous badge. I'm going to get him and take it from him. Was training this dude. And they go over and they're, you know, giving, they're harassing the, uh, the teenagers because they're kids. They're bullying them. Search their car, their purse or whatnot. And so then they go back into their, their cruiser, and I have the body camera footage for both of them plus the cruiser, and they're discussing what they've, quote-unquote, investigated. And they asked, Officer Scott asked his rookie, man, did you smell marijuana? And he was like, no, I didn't. I think it was the car in front of them. They sent it on their body camera. I think it was the car that was in front of them. Yeah, me too. And then Officer Scott, the racist prick, goes, you know, but that black guy's a player, man. Let's get it. Let's best of him anyway. So they go and proceed to go through the lady's purse and all through the car, whatever, trying to grill the guy to think that he's, you know, they try to use that reverse psychology, asking, y'all smoke a little weed, smoke a little bit And the brother's like, nah, nah, we weren't. You could check all you want, you know? And so that's when I came walking up, you know, seven minutes later. And uh, Oscar Scott's like, excuse me, you're in interfering with my scene, which is ridiculous. That's going to be, uh, you have the right to film. That's the First Amendment, you know, plus turn it back to freedom of the press, freedom of speech. That's backed up by Turnaby Driver, Glickby, There's There's plenty of precedent set. It's clearly established law. It's clearly established law. And so um, it's it's adjudicated. And so, um, and then there is, a, um, you know, he'll be Houston. You know, he says that there was, I was interfering. He walked 47 feet from where he was to come to me to tell me I was interfering. Fucking lying sack of shit. And they decided to, uh, Prosecute me. I spent 14 months in that jail for that. And so um, the, uh, <laughs> the he, they lied in the police report. They lied. The body camera footage doesn't lie. And they were expecting me to get that, by the way. Because they sure checked the next day when they broke my wrist two days later. Oh, the body camera footage got damaged during the struggle. Yeah, how convenient. Well, the, they, uh, the, you know, I had access to the how many times they looked at the body camera footage that day. They beat me up for filming and lied about it. Yeah, they looked at the body camera footage 47 times that night. You think they're worried about that a little bit? You think they're not just critiquing how how well they were, how well their actions were? They were legal forty-seven times in twenty less than twenty-four hours, less than twelve hours actually. We look at this body camera footage, trying to pick it apart, trying to tell them to get out of it. And their and their chief Rodney Harrison, the coward, covered for them. He told me I deserved in the letter. You know they they put me in a headlock, broke my shoulder, strapped me to a chair for four hours, refused me medical attention, laughing at me. And the and the chief said I deserved it.
jackass. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, guys and gals, the disappointment, the disappointment is, it keeps getting over and over and over. And I was, you know, helping these folks out in Arizona, and um, you know, they pulled this parent, these people over. You know, they're middle, older, you know, a little bit older than I am. They pulled, pulled over by by at gunpoint. Okay, man's a retired veteran. You know, did twenty four years in service. And his, and his wife were, you know, just driving around, driving, doing, doing, and uh, they got pulled over at gunpoint by six cops, cowards in Apache Hill, Apache City, Arizona, the cowards, and uh, had them at gunpoint for two hours, saying they, they, the car came back stolen, which it didn't, because the wife said, "Hey, let me show you the title." The police officer refused to. No, I don't want to see that. No, no, no. Then he said, "Well, we got a call that this might be a car that has missing kids in it. Can you be more vague, officer? Can you be more vague about that?" Is that RAS, reasonable article suspicion, to hold two people at gunpoint for two hours? That's deadly force at gunpoint. <clears throat> so I called and followed up the, the Apache City uh, Police Department. The um, arrogant desk officer was like, yeah, they, they, their car was reported missing children. Yes, of course they could be at gunpoint. I asked her, um, when, did you search, when you searched the car, did you find any kids in there? She wouldn't answer me. I'm not answering more questions. Too late, lady. You already answered five minutes of the questions. I'm not going to speak on that. I said, that's a good idea. That's a very good idea. You probably should. And so, you know, and then I called back and the stupid, arrogant sergeant was the same way. Man, oh, just come on, guys. I said, why are you, what's your, I said, what's your tone, man? I'm not being rude to you. I'm not cursing. I'm asking you straight questions. You're kind of being a dick for no reason. Because I'm asking about questions of law. And he's a sergeant. He has no idea what he's talking about. I was talking to the sergeant from the Rockwell Police Department. It's, it's pathetic. He was telling me, I was talking to him about how they don't have the right to pull somebody over for speeding. It's not it's not a crime, guys and gals. There's no there's, there's no speeding. Who's the injured party? You know? For a crime to occur, there must be an injured party. And the and the injury must be come from your um, directly attributed from your criminal activity. And that person was seeking some kind of redress. So the state can't be a victim. The state can't show an injury, guys. And there, people keep talking about that. What's that? That guy's that Mark? Things Marcus Brooks or whatever, who did the who's challenging some mad jurisdiction of the court. You know, he didn't know what he's talking about. Um, poor guy. You know, he, first of all, he's, he's batshit crazy. Number one, you don't fucking run into six kill six people running your car into a parade. Come on, get the fuck out of here. You do it. You make your bed. You lay in it. I don't know. I don't think he's mentally competent personally, though. I really don't. I don't know how he, the judge allowed him to or the. Whoever did allow him to represent himself because he was not mentally confident. And so they're going to crucify that guy. And so he was trying to use legal terms. He didn't know what they meant. You know, he's watched too many shows, too many episodes of Law and Order. And uh, he was using the misapplication of law. Because <laughs> the state court, guys and gals, the Constitution doesn't apply. They don't tell you that. In the state court, civil matter, the Constitution is not applicable. <laughs> That's when they get away with so much shit. Okay? It's, the Constitution is not applicable. <clears throat> this tells you it's an administrative hearing. Not a criminal one or, or a court of records. They just act like they are. Smoke and mirrors, guys and gals. That's not a judge. That judge is working as an administrator, not as a judge. I mean, for you to be in there in the first place, they have to have a warrant, right? Well, <clears throat> for a warrant to be a complete document, ladies and gentlemen, it has to have a wedding signature from a neutral, from a neutral magistrate, not some stamp. It has to have a sworn affidavit from the police officer or the law enforcement agency or agent. And it has to have a... Here we are. Ready? A letter signed by the victim. Tell me, I stay texting to be the victim. Collin County or whoever can be the victim. They can't. 
they're manufacturing crimes and conditions, guys. They're subjecting you to fictitious obligations, which is trespass, Title 18, is Code 514. Fictitious obligations makes it fraudulent. They're going to make you bail out jail for no crime. That's going to be voluntary extortion. That's a violation of the Hobbs Act. That's trespass the Hobbs Act. Title 18, U.S. Code 1541. You know, real, real quick, think, the word trespass, that means that something has been, um, something, you're somewhere you should not be, and it's clearly established you shouldn't be there, right? So, or you break some kind of law, or you, you, uh, you, you penetrate some kind of barrier. Well, the barrier is you have the right to not be subjected to fictitious obligations. And when a law enforcement officer does that, or anybody does that, actually, it's trespass. Title 18, U.S. Code 2514. I called the assistant chief dumbass and sheriff in uh, in Collin County. I'm sorry, Denton County. The man's arguing with me, telling me that wasn't trust. That's not trespassing. Man, come on, guy. Really? You're the assistant chief in there 25 years. Thought I was calling when I was saying trespass. The idiot thought I was talking about trespassing, like going to somebody's yard. You're not supposed to be there. Not trespassing the law. Jackass. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And I'm not anti-law enforcement. I'm anti-bad law enforcement. And there's a whole bunch of them out there, especially Denton County, Collin County, you know, Frisco, ridiculous. Um, the Little Elms, the very worst I've ever come across, ever. But Collin County Sheriff's Department is just as bad. They've killed two people I know of so far. And nothing, nothing's happened to them. The district attorneys don't go after these guys. There's this black kid that was in there. He was caught smoking a joint somewhere in Allen, Texas. You know, so be it. Had, you know, he had smoking a joint. So what? He had kind of find out who's schizophrenic. His name was Arthur Scott III. They, uh... Took him to the, the Collin County Jail, and they had you sit there, guys. There's guys on one side and gals, and they'll have you sit in this little chair for 24 to 48 hours waiting to get, waiting to get booked in, which is illegal. They've taken your fingerprints. They've taken your pictures and mugshots without education of guilt. It's guilt is guilt is a crime, guys and gals. Okay? And so just trust me on that. Look it up. And so um, the uh, the kid was kind of freaking out a little bit. He's having a, He was having a panic attack. Okay? He, has a mental, he had mental issues as well. He's a bigger guy, you know? A little bit out of shape. So what they decided to do was these seven coward fucking deputies, they pepper spray him. They pepper spray him so much they had to clear a whole side of this particular holding area, which is, you know, a good 2,000, no, good five, 6,000 square feet. They had to clear it. That's most pepper spray they used for one kid. And they strapped him. They threw him on a steel gurney, okay, on his back. He's a heavier guy. They strapped his arms down. They strapped him across his forehead so he couldn't move. They strapped his across his chest, so he had limited um, capability to to inhale and exhale. And as, as they after pepper spray him, they they physically restrained him where he could not move, and they put a mask over his face. And the kid he uh, he choked to death. Nineteen years old, got executed for a fucking joint. Having a joint, smoking a joint, he died. They covered it up. They wouldn't release the body camera footage of the family. You know, it comes out. They just they they fired seven of those deputies. No criminal charges were no criminal charges, mind you. Okay, they let one back. They killed a man over a fucking joint, and there were no repercussions because the district attorney didn't press charges. But they're fair and unbiased, right? Get the fuck out of here. That's what I was about. But but they'll come arrest you for a traffic ticket or having a joint, right? They he doesn't. The kid gets arrested for smoking a joint, but the person that kill him for it. Get no risk, no repercussions from it. That's why they act the way they are, because people don't. There's no repercussions. 
Well, a lot of people don't know the laws. You don't have to sit there and wait around just because the DA doesn't pick it up. You don't. You don't just. You're not just stuck. Shit. File a civil complaint. Civil complaint means are you suing them? Yes, but you're also filing a complaint. You know, a claim. The feds don't forget. You know how to word it correctly. You know, you get a tort. You get a tort and a state and a federal claim. I'm sorry. <clears throat> you know, for them arresting you illegal, that's an unlawful detainment. That's an unlawful arrest. There's a state tort claim. The uh, federal claim is going to be an unreasonable seizure. You get paid on both of them. You know, this, the federal court have jurisdiction over both. For Title 28, U.S. Code 1331 and 1346, I believe, gives them adjudication over state and federal courts, uh, state and federal charges. And trust me, guys and gals, when you're a uh, plaintiff, you're the ones going after these guys or suing, you want to be in federal court, number one. And you want to be the plaintiff. If you're in criminal court, you want to be a human being, not a person, because you, you want to attack. In federal court, let things let the system work for you. You want to be a man or woman. You don't want to. You know, sorry, you want to be a plaintiff. If whatever the plaintiff or pro se, however, in criminal courts, you do not want to be in a situation in state court. Like I said, I always say, guys and gals, you know, state courts is like a strip club, and the federal courts is like church. You know, they're the the, the state side. The police officer knows the sergeant. The sergeant knows the chief. The chief knows the DA. The DA knows the judge, and they're all friends. Federal side, they don't have any friends. Those judges are, are um, they're in there for life. They're appointed for life. They don't worry about re-election in politics for the most part. Is it is it 100% uh, great and effective? No, nothing is. But trust me, you have a much better shot if you're the plaintiff in federal court than, than, than you do in state court. It goes a lot much faster. And, um, you, know, uh, all, you know, all judges are biased. They have a cooperative agreement between ju- uh, judges, all courts, district attorneys, Attorney generals, police departments, they have a they have a cooperative agreement with them, guys. Title 42 USC 6 sorry, 42 USC 657. And so uh it's a cooperative agreement. They're implicitly biased, which means everything they say is out on this civil side. And so, which are all these cases are civil guys and gals. They're putting people in jail. You know why? Because they're making a killing on these guys. The bonds, we're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars they're making. On the arrest, on the bond, they're all financial. They're all financial, uh, financial transactions, guys and girls. They're trade slave trading. You know, you ask a prosecutor to forgive me to give you a ten ninety nine. If they have a case against you, ask that prosecutor for. Let me what's, let me see a copy of that ten ninety nine you found. That watch him shit on himself. Taxes. They don't want to mess with the IRS and the post office, ladies and gentlemen. You ever had an issue where they 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 sent you something over the mail and you beat it? That's fraud. Wire fraud, postal fraud. Call them on it. I mean, you have to hold them accountable. You're your brother's keeper. They, uh, ignorance of the law is no excuse. They don't give a damn if you don't know the speed you're in a school zone. They give you a ticket still illegally. Call me on that. I'll get you some money on that. But they, this, this behavior has to be corrected because it's, uh, I mean, Arizona is the deadliest state in the United States for as far as uh, civilian casualties being, wait, sorry, I'm sorry, civilians being killed by cops. The governor of Georgia said it. It's the civilian's fault. It's the civilian's fault <clears throat> for getting shot illegally. Their fault. They held in Arizona. This little girl stole a dolly. She's three. They had them at gunpoint. And the police officer told the dad if he moved, he'd blow his fucking head off. No charges for the DA. Governor covered for him. <laughs> of course, they were black. Over a $3 fucking doll. He told the man he'd, he'd blow their fucking head off. 
had him at gunpoint, including the kids. Yeah, chew on that for a minute. You know, my friend who's uh who's a brother's in Louisiana, he's in prison 13 years without a victim. He's a new, he's been there, he's already been there 31 years. They have him for 81 and a half years, guys and girls, for uh, basically a joint. Well, who cares? It could have been who cares? It's been a pound. Who knows? They put him over illegally. The law says that's fruit of the poisonous tree. Pure application of the law, take emotion out of it. Everything's everything in there is inadmissible. The pill of the Fourth Amendment cannot be set aside to aid law enforcement. They have to, uh, they can't allow to make, they're not, they're not allowed to make mistakes, guys and gals. The mistakes they make change lives. They 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 corrupt and 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 retard lives and they mix money, economic impact, and damage and psychological damage of being locked up, man. It's a it's a mind fuck, guys and gals. It's not it's not fun, it's not easy. It takes a you know strong individual. I don't blame the guys that saw these plea bargains. They count on that too. 95% of all convictions are plea bargains, ladies and gentlemen, because they know they don't can't prove your what your thought process is, you know? Mens rea. They don't have a body, no corpus delecti. Yet they do what they do anyway. We're allowing them. Well, they're being loud. I'll put it that way. We have to stop that. I mean, these are just stories. I mean, I could go on for hours about what's what's happening because this is firsthand experience. And it's also when I'm talking about holding them accountable, I've done it. I'm not just talking about it. I've done it. I got four cases in federal court right now. I have three pending and I'm helping 17 people. And so this is not theoretical supplied science. You know, I don't, I don't play civil rights. I actually do civil rights. I live it as much as I... Hey, as much as I believe in what BLM, BLM can say and Black Lives Matter, I would die for the Klan to say the same what they say because it's called freedom of speech, guys and girls, and I mean that. I would die for those Klan members. Completely agree, disagree what they do, but they have the right to do it. Set, you know, right, set of, you know, as long as they're not inciting a riot, you know, it's called the the, uh, the fighting the fighting words doctrine. The Klan can say what they want, guys. <laughs> if I can say it, they can say it. They can say it. You know, Malcolm X can say it. Malcolm, you know, come on, just don't have this emotional law. You have to be. You have to be fair. That being said, guys and girls, uh, we're trying to get more podcasts going here. I want to thank you for your support. Um, pay attention. Just pay attention. You know, pay attention to your state courts and your state uh, your state constitutions. It's very strict. It offers a lot of protections for you. So does the Constitution as well. But these law enforcement officials have to be held accountable. It's going to be the series. Uh, it's going to be the theme of these series, one through eight of these first podcasts. So, guys, please uh, subscribe. You got the link here. Uh, you can also check out something I have on YouTube. But uh, if you tell your friends, and uh, listen, and if you guys are new podcasters out there, let's follow each other. You guys have a blessed weekend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome to my podcast. It's called Incorporation Doctrine 88. We like to discuss civil rights, social justice, and a little bit of football. Uh, please join us. Thank you so much.